0: we can become the living, breathing, wonderworking saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to episode 159 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and today's podcast is a beautiful conversation that I had with Cynthia Penzik who is the mentor and program director for Given. And Given is a beautiful organization that is focused upon helping activate the gifts of young adult women for the Catholic Church in the world. Uh, In fact, Given is seeking to inspire and equip the next generation of female leaders so that they can receive the gift that they are, realize the gifts that they've been given and then respond with the gift that only they can give. And I came across their website and I came across their work and I just was, you know, very enthusiastic and wanted to support it however I could. And so this last summer I went and served as a mentor. And I'm continuing to serve uh, this last year as a mentor for two beautiful uh, young adult women. And they are really making a beautiful contribution in their own unique and unrepeatable way. So I wanted to sit down with Cynthia in order to share more about Given, but then also to allow her to share her story because she herself has been involved in ministry uh, youth ministry and uh, hispanic ministry her parents are from the dominican republic and cynthia has been involved in all sorts of ministry uh, particularly as vice president of la red uh, which is the national catholic network of uh, pastoral Juvenal hispana uh, she's been a part of the and a member of the national federation for catholic youth ministry um, and there's just so many ways that our paths and our interests cross on a personal level, but then also on this level of doing the work of given. So I really am excited for you guys to have the opportunity to listen to our conversation and I will see you on the flip side. Hello and welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and today I am joined by a very special guest. I've had the opportunity to get to know her personally um, and work with her um, with a couple of things that we'll be talking about today. But Cynthia Penzik, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Christina, for having me.
0: Oh, it's such a joy. Um, I love being able to connect with anyone from the Given Institute. And I've gotten to work with you because I'm serving as a mentor, you know, within the, the Given Institute. Um, and you're kind of, uh, you know, my 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 own mentor and boss uh, within the, the Given uh, program. So it, it's been a great joy to come to, to know you. Um, but speaking of getting to know you, um, Would you be willing to share with our listeners just a little bit kind of about your own journey and how you got to doing what you're doing now?
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, Well, prior to my work at the Given Institute, I was working at the Archdiocese of New York. So a little bit about me is that I was born and raised in New York City. My parents are from the Dominican Republic, and I have two sisters and two younger brothers, Uh, one lives in the Dominican Republic, everybody else is spread around New York and Texas. Uh, I My journey into church, I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit <laughs> later, but let's just say that I started working the Archdiocese of New York because God has a sense of humor. My background prior to that was in the fashion industry.
0: Mm-hmm. Lo and
1: behold, I'm working in the Archdiocese of New York. And from one position towards my um, My last position there before I joined the Given Institute, I was the director uh, for the Office of Youth Ministry uh, for five years during my role there working with youth ministers and especially working with young adults as well as different communities and different ministry different ministry i had the blessing of um meeting the sisters of life and Mm -hmm. one of them sister mary elizabeth who when i started working Mm -hmm. at the office um, i'm sorry in the archdiocese of new york she was the director of the family life office at that time uh, during the second time that they were having a forum for, uh, for the given Institute invited me to be a mentor. And I remember looking at the requirements one two, uh, just what was going to happen during that forum and letting her know, like, um, can I come in as a participant? Because this looks amazing. And <laughs> I need a mentor. I need a mentor more than I can give. You know, Mm -hmm. anything to any of these young women. Sadly, uh, the requirement for to be a participant is 21 to 30 and I was above that threshold. Mm -hmm. I could not attend as a participant. So after a lot of convincing, I I attended the given Institute's um, leadership forum. As a mentor in 2019 and thus began a beautiful journey of getting familiarized with its mission, joining them in different initiatives that they were having throughout the year, and ultimately joining them on staff uh, a year ago as their mentoring program director. Uh,
0: well, you know, uh, so many people, I've done several podcasts, you know, with people who were at the Given Institute, and I uh, had a, a, a podcast with uh, Katie, uh, Katie McGrady, um, and then also Brenda Noriega, mm-hmm. and um, so many people don't realize the work that she has done, and, you know, your path is a little similar, just in the sense of working in, with the young church, um and really being on the front lines of what is going on um that being said what is it that given does what is it and you know um how it kind of get started and you know and then maybe maybe we can talk a little bit about why it's so important right now
1: yes absolutely so the given institute actually um While it was incorporated in 2018, it began in 2015 when a national philanthropic organization actually extended a grant to the council of major superiors of women, religious, long name. So they're known as the CMSWR (laughs) and this grant was given to them for any programming of their choosing. So in their wisdom, we call them our founding mothers. (laughs) um, They decided to use the funds to develop this unique leadership and faith formation program for young adult Catholic women. And thus began the 2016 Catholic Young Women's Leadership Forum. That was the initial forum that happened at CUA, Catholic University of America in D.C., and which was attended by 300 young adult Catholic women. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: we had representatives from about 28 different religious communities. And these were uh, the sisters. The sisters put this together, and they... I believe, got the speakers and, you know, just provided this week-long faith formation and leadership formation for, for these young adult women. And I believe that during that time, you know, especially the the age that we attract, which is 21 to 30, is a crucial decade in the in the life of young adult women where they might be out of college or within transition and careers, or maybe they didn't attend college and are in technical and vocational um, vocational discernment, both capital V and lowercase mm-hmm. b, meaning like, what am I doing with my life? I know I was, and I wish I'd had this in my okay. 20s. I would have probably avoided a lot of pitfalls, but um, we believe that at the given is so we are walking and journeying and providing um, accompaniment uh, to these Mm -hmm. young women during a crucial time in their life where they're just needing someone to speak with, someone to help them, you know, hold them accountable, but also ultimately uh, to answer some of their deep questions or at least be there as they're finding the answers to their deep questions. Mm
0: -hmm. You bring up about accompaniment, and this is something I'm passionate about, and it's a part of what drew me to support, you know, given and want to get involved myself. But how is it that you see accompaniment, particularly during that critical decade, as you just said, being the difference maker? You know, so many people say, oh, do this program or that program, but the given forum and its formation is different because of accompaniment. So how is it that you think that this is, you know, um, playing itself out in the lives of, of the young women?
1: Yeah, so that's actually one of the blessings of this work. And one of the reasons why, you know, I started uh, in this role is the, the reason that many come to our through our doors or so through our applications. And one of the things I, that it brings me great joy when I read some of the applications of the mentors that come in into our program. And interestingly enough, the name of the program is called the Arts of Accompaniment. We believe it is an art because one thing is to just, you know, share with someone, but then another thing is to actually journey with. Accompaniment is you're journeying with this person. We're not just standing there idly, we're actually journeying with this person and their questions and in um, their searching and their seeking. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I read time and time again and, and or that I have read time and time again through these applications were I wish I had mentorship when I was younger. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the mentors come saying, because if I did, you know, there is just such a gift when you know you have someone, you know, we have many programs that provide mentors at on a professional level, a lot of the corporate um, institutions. And so because they know and they see that when a person, let's say an entry-level employee is paired with someone that is more senior, that there's a gift, that there's a flourishing that happens, that this person can now see themselves in those shoes. While it is not in, those, in the same way because we provided a more integrated approach is so that a seasoned female leader can journey with a young woman during a time in her life where they can say, "I've been in your shoes. Now let me let you know how grace functions in my life and how God helped me through these moments and how I can be with you, also answering us. You know, and we love to say that our mentors are spiritual mothers. They're really there, being you know, enacting their own spiritual motherhood that was endowed in them by by our Lord. We're all spiritual mothers." Um, and it's beautiful, and I think that one—that's what makes what we do unique—is this essence of really um, using the gift that God has given us um, by our dignity of being women, which mm-hmm. is really this receptivity and this reciprocal giving. Um, so as we're receiving what the young women are given, but we're also giving them, you know, so what God has given us. So um, yeah, it's just this, this beautiful flourishing, as we say, of the feminine genius. Mm,
0: that that is absolutely a, a beautiful phrase that I love. Um, flourishing of the feminine genius. Um, I uh, am a huge uh, John Paul II. You know, uh, you know, fan. Um, his writings uh, literally transformed my life, and it was in the rootedness of the feminine genius. And that phrase is tossed around a lot. And a lot of people are like, oh, what, what does that mean? That just so that you can feel better about yourself because you're you know, a woman and it's no. I mean, I, I honestly could say that there's a masculine genius as well. Um, but one of the things that I think Given does so beautifully is that even though it's quote, a feminine genius, there's a, there's a feminine focus. The reality is is that it's holistically focused. And that was something that at the forum was for me personally, was one of the most inspiring and encouraging activities I've done uh, in a long time, but it was because it was holistically focused. Um, And that is rooted in John Paul II of, you know, being attentive to the whole person. And, you know, so um, could you give us a little bit of a sense of kind of how you guys go and look at structuring the forum or how the forum happens so that you really can focus on the whole person? Um, and it's not just about being a woman, but it's about being a whole person.
1: Okay. Yes. So um, at Given, we have three <laughs> signature themes, which is real re- Receive the gifts you've been given. Realize the no. Receive the gift that you are. Realize the gifts that you've been giving, and respond with the gift that only you can give. So, receive, realize, and respond. So, throughout our time there, we uh, invite speakers and invite um, leadership training, and and so on to embark and to be able to speak about those those. Um, three different elements so you know we're not able to respond or realize the gifts we have been given unless we first understand that we are a gift and that god has you know that we're receiving and and as you were speaking about like the feminine genius like there's a, a, a in order to be authentically feminine, it's to be able to be receptive. That's what makes us, you know, we, we're, we're made to receive, we're made to be receptive, and made this reciprocal, you know, again, gift uh, to each other, to the world, to, you know, to the church. So when we organize our forum, we seek presenters, they're all women because again, you know, it's the Catholic Women's Leadership Forum and we want other women, while we believe obviously men can, you know, provide with leadership training, but you know, we, we have, and one of the things that I, I remember mentioning it during our staff meeting, as we were looking, you know, we curated lists and lists of women that we come across that we meet that we may think have a particular gift that we want to invite them to share. And I remember telling uh, the rest of the staff one of the things that I love about giving is that we give voice to people who may just not be given the voice. You get it? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have a lot of amazing speakers and and a lot of them have graced our stages and our leadership, but then there's that one particular person who's doing some great work in her community, her parish, and that's the person we want to invite. And she may not be a big main person, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that's okay if we invite them both, but we love to provide access to her voice. So other, so other women can also be able to, to receive it. So when we look for speakers, we make sure that they embody, you know, what we, what we call, you know, authentic, you know, you know, -hmm. femininity in terms of um, owning and owning her dignity as a daughter of God. You don't need to look a certain way. You don't need to dress a certain way as long as you understand that you are first and foremost a daughter of God and that you uphold your dignity as God created you to be. So that's what's most important uh, to us. And then ultimately it's the message, you know, curating, you know, we have different themes. Um, we read the evaluations extensively. We read, um, you know, what, what our young women are saying, what they're looking for. And then we try each forum to apply a lot of that, that feedback that that we have received so the three components of a forum are first um prayer of course first and foremost so so we try to do a prayer workshop where we incorporate uh different modes of prayer so this past um uh forum we had VCL divina which mm-hmm. was created by an a given alumna mm-hmm. uh, katie weiss you know she participated i believe in oh, 2016 or 2019 early 2019 mm-hmm. and while and you know and i can speak about the action plan a bit more uh, as well uh she just decided realized that her best way to pray was watching and, and looking and praying with art and that was that became her now her
0: mm-hmm. her bread and butter
1: you know so she instituted um VCO divina so we had we brought her in and that's another thing we love bringing in our given alumna to to share their gifts and what they've received through being a part Um, I've given. So we have prayer, then we provide with an inspirational message or keynote and then some leadership skills. So we always invite someone who provides some tactical, um, you know, just nuts and bolts skills based training as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, you know, it's a holistic um, formation of the person so that then they can go out and they can try this for themselves. And you alluded to the action plan, and, you know, people might be like, well, what's that? So um, share a little bit more about that um, and why it was felt that that needed to be an important component of the, the given leadership you know, training.
1: Yes. Um, well, one of the other unique aspects other than um, the art of accompanying mentoring, so every, so it's the steps that it goes, so a young woman, uh, 21 to 30, applies uh, to be, uh, to participate in a summer forum. Uh, it part, as part of our application, we ask them to develop an action plan and Action Planets, a unique initiative at the service of others. It has to be. So it it must be unique, meaning that it hasn't happened before. So you're not just tagging along on somebody else's Bible study, but you are looking that your parish has never had a Bible study before. And, you know, and in your heart of hearts, you've always wanted to begin one, but you just haven't had the skills to do it. Well, not the skills, but kind of like the tools you needed at that time. Mm -hmm. And God has been tugging at you, and you've been ignoring it. That's the action plan. So we've had, um, as a, something as you simple, or uh, as a Bible study, for example. Not saying that Bible studies are any simple uh, by any means, but also as big and as founding your own nonprofit, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, Ficio Divina. So basically, what we look—it's what has God placed in your heart that you have been either putting it in the back burner, or that you've just needed the right tools and maybe the right people to walk with you, journey with you to ask those questions. So once we see that that's part of their application, uh, then they attend the forum and after the forum, that's when they get matched with their mentor. And part of what the mentors does is to help them through their action plan, not only hold them accountable, but finding them any resources outside of them that they may need. Uh, and you know, one of the beautiful things that we have is that uh, this alignment with the um, OSV, our mm-hmm. Sunday Visitor um, Institute, where women uh, are able to be fast-tracked, after, you know, their... Um, review by an independent uh, committee, but they're able to enter into this challenge to win money towards their idea. And mm-hmm. we've had already... Just yesterday, one of, um, from 2021, a young woman, uh, was announced yesterday in September <laughs> that she made it to the final round. So she's going to be able to pitch her idea and went up to 100, well, $100,000 for her idea among many others. Really? But yeah, but it's just, you know, one, that's one of the things that, um, we're funneling all of these women. Again, women are using and, and their own feminine gifts and their feminine genius to really show the world what God has placed in their heart. So that's part of, uh, again, the application. And it can be daunting, but once the young women are understand that is not anything grandiose but it's really answering it. and this is um in, in the wisdom of our founding mothers as we say they didn't want this to just be another conference where they come receive content go and they don't right. need it or maybe they'll put it on their shelf and come back to it they didn't want it to be another like retreat style they really wanted something where women are creating and are being actionable about what they receive mm-hmm. so um we kept on with with that mission
0: Well, I would actually argue and say that that's what all of our ministry needs to be about. Even a retreat needs to be about what is it that people are taking with them that they can apply and integrate into their daily life. Because if we've encountered Christ in a profound way, but yet it doesn't change anything in our day-to-day living, what was the point? Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so it's kind of like you know, in that instance, you're taking it, you know, taking your treasure and going and burying it in the field. And uh, that, that's not a good thing, as we know. Um, just a little bit of a, of a pivot, um, you know, kind of a little bit more about your own journey. But what have you found to be most challenging or, you know, rewarding in your role, um, you know, as part of, uh, you know, especially being the, the given, uh, you know, mentor? Uh, program Director.
1: Yes. Well, the most rewarding, of course, is meeting women like you and and so many women in our network who really have a heart, you know, for service and and really have a heart to journey with other young women, either because they wish they had it when they were younger or they want to journey with a, a new generation of of females who are in so need of great Catholic female role models, especially, um, in a society that tends to pit women against each other and everybody wants to, um, be better. And, you know, we have, you know, the influencers who are just out there and, you know, and just like, you know, showing that they have something. And then another influencer, but I have something better, but watch me, watch me. And it's, it's all like, We live in a society where everything is like, watch me, watch me, watch me. And here are these women saying, no, I want to give you more, you know, like, no, it's about you. It's about you, you know. So I think that's um, been one of the most rewarding things. It's just being able to meet so many amazing women with such great stories and to be able to witness what God is doing in their lives. You know, it's inspiring, inspiring to me. Um, Especially when I go through my own corners of darkness, it's just like, wow, you know, just to, to know that we have, uh, you know, what God is doing in in other people's lives is, it's beautiful. Um, And challenging is the same thing is continuing to find more women like that. Um, One of the... um, Another aspect of our organization is that we invite our mentors across five different categories, because that's what we, we see uh, some of the women that, that come uh, from different areas, for example, of work or, you know, vocation, um, the sermon and so on and so forth. So we have Catholic professionals, secular professional, entrepreneurial artistic and care for the human person. Uh, so, you know, some of the challenges are also finding women in, let's say, the, uh, the secular entrepreneurial, you know, mm-hmm. areas that, you know, are will be willing to also give up their time because we do get a lot of women who are you know, entering law school, entering the medical field and, you know, working in corporate and to be an authentic Catholic woman, no matter where you are, which is what we invite young women to be and uh, finding other women, um, you know, as well can, can be a little challenging, but not impossible. Um, yeah, so, but I, but I just think, um, you know, I guess what's rewarding is also, you know, uh, the, the challenging part part of it, but it's but it's been more rewarding, I believe, than than it has been challenging. The challenging part is having to turn anybody away, <laughs> because you know we uh, there, we have to uh, invite the mentors based on the amount of women that apply, and of course the the capacity and so on and so forth. So when I have to turn anybody away, it's like ah, that's a challenging part, but um, but it just goes to show how we're growing. That uh, I. Every day I get emails from somebody who's interested in learning more about our program and, and that's
0: absolutely wonderful um, you know to think about because um, that's part of what I, why I wanted to do this podcast was in order to continue to increase the reach of people who know about it and uh, really inviting people not just to, you know our 21 to 30 year olds who are out there you know young women to you know apply but then also, to get support for Given and what it's doing, um, and so be it a mentor, be it financial support, you know, be it uh, whatever it is that you feel called, you know, to be able to support, is, is so huge. Um, how do you think your work, especially with Given, has been helping you on your journey to become a saint? To you know, to respond to your own call to holiness.
1: <sighs> well. Wow, um... I believe the mere just being on um, in this role was my own way of answering yes, you know, to God um during a time in my life where i just felt stuck. Obviously, I, I loved my work in the Archdiocese of New York, but I was always asking God, okay, is this the right time? Mm-hmm. Is this the right time? Is this the right time? Right. And you know, and I've and I've always been you know a person who's been open to wherever God, God is leading me but I guess I wasn't expecting it <laughs> as it happened and I remember when when the job position opened up I'm um, being during that time like Lord is this time is this the time and it comes in into my in, in my inbox and I read it and I tell my husband and i he's sitting on the other side of the couch and I'm like huh if an institute is hiring, and they're like, well, you ask God, he must be answering, you know, so I think, um, you know, that just led me to remain, you know, more open to the different ways that that God is speaking. Again, um, you know, one of the true gifts is the amount of women that I meet, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even that the young adult women that uh, attend uh, the forum, reading through their action plans, I'm like, gosh, Lord, you are doing some amazing things, and that we have a platform. That this is a platform for us to share with the world the beauty and the gifts of these young women. I'm like, gosh, I'm like, what was I doing when I was 21 and 22 and 23? I was nowhere near where a lot of these women, and just like their depth of their faith is just completely inspiring. And these again, you know, just young adult women, 10 years five, 10, you know, years younger than me. And I'm just like, wow, this is beautiful. And that they're allowing themselves to, to be used by God in such a way. And, and again, with the mentors as well, the speakers that we meet and, and we invite, it's just, it's just beautiful to, as I said earlier, in, in a society that tends to pit each other, you know, pit, pit women against each other, or, you know, this competitive. Cat- cattiness that can sometimes be quote unquote synonymous with women culture like no it's not you know it's all a lie you know because we have these beautiful women who are here upholding um you know each other and and motioning and championing each other so I, I think that's just helped me as you know as a younger a young adult or an older now like oh, older younger adult a young adult um in my own faith journey but also my professional development
0: uh, it's beautiful to hear. Um, so I, so many times I'll run into people and they'll be like, you know, I really wish I could share, you know, what was going on or, you know, if I had that encouragement and what I'm hearing for you is that being a part of the given mission and, you know, working with given has, has been, has put you in a community of those who are really focused upon Christ and being able to live as true sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and that is life-giving in itself when we're with like-minded you know, people who, and, and that doesn't mean that you know, we're, we're not going out to the peripheries. It doesn't mean that we're not you know, open and inclusive, but rather you know, it's like, hey, come on, you know, I need help with this. And uh, to see the, the willingness to do that for you personally, what, what's been one idea or habit or practice that's been key for you to be able to live out the life that God created you for?
1: I'm definitely attending daily mass. Mm. Uh, you know, So I'm one of the blessings of this work is that it's remote. So I get to work from my home office and it's just been able to have the balance to, to invest more time in myself. Um, balance, um, you know, I, I totally, totally believe in in trying to live as balanced as possible. I don't always <laughs> accomplish mm-hmm. it, but I, you know, it's one of those things that we I I get to know when there's something not in balance, and um and this work has allowed me to to discover that more and more. Um, you know, just the opportunity to walk down to the parish that's close to me and you know and attend mass uh, first thing in the morning has been very censoring and and helpful in my day.
0: Uh, yeah, to be able to have that grace and that privilege. Um, I totally understand, uh, people who their work schedules, you know, they're caring for, you know, family members or their children, you know, and it's not possible, but, um, you know, for me, I began to attend daily mass or at least whenever mass was, was offered because I'm now in a remote community where it's not offered every single day and I can't just pop down to another parish to go on the day that it's not here. But, um, that grace, you know, it's now been, oh shoot, uh, 2008. So that's 14 years. Mm -hmm. And I can't even begin to describe the grace, not just because I'm there and I'm able to receive Jesus, of course, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, but because I'm able to, I, I had a former pastor who said this beautifully, which he said, those of you who are here at daily mass are in the privileged position to be able to stand here for your brothers and sisters in union with your brothers and sisters, bringing them before Christ. Mm. And, you know, and, and I was just like, wow, thank you Lord for choosing me to be able to do this. And, you know, let me, let me you know, go uh, as much as I can. But when we, when we understand that privileged place uh, it, it does change uh, things you know, for sure. So a little bit of fun. Uh, do you have a favorite book or movie or TV show?
1: Oh, well, TV shows. Much um, as <laughs> like you know, one of the things creating trying to create balances uh, before. So as I mentioned earlier um, during the introduction, I grew up in New York City. So in New York City, you take the train, the subway, buses mm-hmm. everywhere. So when I used to live in the city, it was easier for me to grab a book because I had about you know forty-five minutes to an hour on a right. train where I could read, or mm-hmm. on the bus or so on and so forth but then when I started driving everywhere I you know I kind of lost a little bit of that and then finding the time in my day where I'm not distracted to just sit down and read so I'm like so that's one habit I'm trying to build um built more to to read uh to read books um mm-hmm. uh, but tv shows i will have to say the office and parks and rec we are on our second <laughs> time watching of parks and recreation my husband and i we just it's just genius The uh, you know we were just, just last night you know as we watched it my husband and i were like this is so good like the <laughs> the writers of the shows are so good but yes uh love the office and i love parks and rec
0: Oh, that, that's awesome. Um, do you, do you have a particular actress in mind who needs to play the story of your life uh, when you become Saint Cynthia?
1: Oh, yes, I would. Before, I used to say Julia Roberts, because I was always a fan of all, you know, the Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. you know, Runaway Bride, Notting Hill, mm-hmm. you know, so I just love Julia Roberts as an actress. But, you know, I I, I relate so much with Leslie Nope in Parks and Rec, You know, Amy 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 Poehler, and she's just so witty and fun. And you know, I think she would do a a a fun spin on you know on my life and character. So Mm -hmm. I'm between Julia Roberts and Amy Poehler.
0: (laughs) Okay, all right, awesome. Um, and then uh, kind of uh, as we're closing up, one piece of advice that you would share if you could go back in time uh, with your 18 year old self, what what would you tell them?
1: Oh my gosh why wouldn't I uh my (laughs) only only one (laughs) only one I know I mean it's uh just remain open you know I think at 18 we're 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 intent on really trying to figure in our life out and Mm -hmm. no I mean you know there's just so much as every decade of goals you're like oh my gosh okay now I'm in my 20s now I'm in my 30s now at Press i Dim in my 40s and it's just like at 18 why was I trying to figure my life out then <laughs> you know so I think I was like have fun you know and hope you know in a in a nice and holy way but like you know really take this time to continue to discover who you are and, and not take things so seriously you know, mm-hmm. this, you know this is you know there's your time to to allow yourself to be loved by those around you, but most especially be loved by God and, and allow yourself to be loved by God and it will make a world of a difference.
0: Oh, beautiful. Well, I, I can't believe our time is already up, um, but it has been just chock full of beautiful pieces of wisdom and also, Thank you so much for your sharing um, and for your willingness to to come on again. Um, Just, I would be remiss if I did not uh, give you an opportunity to let people know where they can go to learn more or get involved, especially uh, in the Given Institute.
1: Yes, thank you. So we have an amazing website and you can find all information, including about the mentoring program, the Catholic uh, uh, Leadership Forum, the Catholic Women's Leadership Forum on on our website, um, giveninstitute.com and given is um, G-I-V-E-N, institute.com. And you can find upcoming events and everything that we are doing.
0: Awesome. Well, I will put that in the show notes. And again, it's been such a pleasure, Cynthia. Thank you so much for your time and everybody out there. If you are yearning for something more, then go and check out the Given Institute uh, at giveninstitute.com. I can tell you it will make a difference in your life. So thank you again. And for everybody out there, make sure that you know that you are loved beyond measure and keep doing whatever it takes so that together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless everybody. God bless. So what might be some resolutions you could take from our conversation uh, that Cynthia and I had today? Well, the first one is about the importance of accompaniment. So if you do not already have a small group of friends to help you on the journey and or also a spiritual mentor or director, then you need to be going out and being intentional about getting that help for you. We all need to be accompanied. We weren't made for this journey alone. So that's number one. Number two, practice spiritual fatherhood or motherhood, particularly with the people that God has entrusted to your care. So be that spiritual father or mother, be interceding for people through your prayers, be a listening ear, be someone that is acting as father and mother, helping those around you bring forth their genius. And then finally, go and learn more about the Given Institute at giveninstitute.com. Go and learn more. And particularly if you are a woman who really feels this call to spiritual motherhood, I really invite you to discern whether or not you too could serve as a mentor for Given. And if so, Go ahead and reach out. So, are you all ready for Lent? Have you determined what you're going to be doing for your prayer, your fasting, and your almsgiving? Or how it is that you're going to draw ever closer to God during this penitential season? Well, one of the things that could really help you is by beginning to put first things first in your life. Or even if you already do this through a plan of life or a rule of life, being able to review and to recommit yourself to those fundamental habits that are going to help you draw closer to God is always a good thing. So check out the First Things First online course. It has 12 short modules all of them are less than 10 minutes, but they have lots of downloadable resources that help you be able to implement each of the ideas in those modules so that you can reprioritize your life and really focus on the things that matter. And it's cost. That's the best thing. It's pay what you want. So if it's a dollar, it's a dollar. If it's a hundred dollars, it's a hundred dollars. That decision is up to you. The fact is, is that Putting first things first will totally transform your life. So give that gift to yourself this Lent. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes, or you can visit my website at sayyes2holiness.com, or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.